Are you struggling with all of the messages about Mother's Day and how wonderful it will be to honor mothers, but you're not even sure what motherhood means after you've lost your baby? There's no harder holiday to cope with for moms of stillborn babies than on Mother's Day. That's why I'm hosting a free support session called Coffee and Comfort on Sunday, May 12th at 11 o'clock Eastern. We'll get together for an hour before the day gets started and talk about the guilt and what-ifs that so often come after this type of loss. And I'll help you create a plan for the day that honors both you and your baby. The best part is we'll gather together with other lost moms who really get exactly how you're feeling so you won't feel alone. Together, we'll navigate Mother's Day and learn how to get through this tough holiday with ease. Save your seat at jennifersend.com slash coffee or click the link in the show notes. Hope to see you there. I'm Jennifer Sen, a certified life coach, married mama of two sons, twin angel babies, and a rainbow baby, and this is the Navigating Baby Loss Podcast. I'm on a mission to help stop the isolation, shame, and lack of self-confidence that often comes with stillbirth loss, and to show you that you still deserve to live the life you've dreamed of. Pull up a cozy seat, pour a cup of coffee, and prepare to hang out with a caring friend who's been through it and can show you the way. You deserve to feel good in your own skin. Allow forgiveness. Encourage healing muster up as much positivity as you can and be so proud that you're still standing and breathing following the most unthinkable thing a parent can face. Hello there and welcome back to the Navigating Baby Loss podcast. Today I'm talking to you about forgiving your body for failing you. This was a really hard title to choose, but the only thing that kept spinning around in my mind was the feeling that I had after my twins were stillborn when I was so angry with my body for failing me. Failing what it was supposed to do, what it was designed to do, and failing at doing something it had done twice before, really without a hitch. I was so angry because I took care of myself. I ate healthy. I took all the prenatal vitamins regularly. And after my loss, I had thoughts like, why do people who abuse their bodies get to have their babies? Or why would I trust this body to do anything ever again? I would look down at my C-section scar that had staples, line of staples over the opening where they took my babies out of me. And just felt betrayed by my own body. I had a belly that looked deflated, but still carried all the extra weight I gained. And my breasts were swollen and painful as they leaked the milk that was meant for the baby who was no longer there. So much anger. Besides intense sadness, I felt so much anger toward my body for not functioning like it was supposed to. And guilt because it was all up to me to keep my babies alive before they were born. No one else was responsible except me. Since we were little children, little girls learned that we might one day have a baby and that's what our bodies were made to do. So if I couldn't carry out this one main function, what good is it? And where else can I expect it to fail me in my life? I was pregnant again shortly after my loss, so I never fully lost all the baby weight before starting all over again. 
and the disappointment with my body carried on for several more years. That C-section scar was barely healed from the year before when it made its final opening to birth my healthy, red-haired, which was a surprise, rainbow baby girl. We're a bunch of brunettes in this family. The inner dialogue we have with our bodies struggles as much as the inner dialogue in our minds. There are no suggestions or how-to guides on how to live in your body once your baby's heart stops beating in it. That very thought in itself changes the relationship you have with your body. You no longer see it as a vital, miracle-making machine that's providing everything it needs to grow a human changes every day. The wonder and excitement of all the noticeable changes and photo documentation, the fun of learning what fruit matches the size of your baby this week, comes to a complete halt. And all you want to do is be anywhere except inside of this body. This disappointing body who betrayed you. I've never been cheated on by a partner or spouse, but I imagine it feels so similar. Like you have a beautiful future planned together with nothing but happiness and to be together. And then you find the secret phone with the cheating text messages and suddenly all you want to do is be out. I think it's similar to how we feel inside of our bodies after a loss. Part of the frustration we feel with our bodies is because of the fact that the body takes a little while to catch up and get the signal that the baby is no longer there. What doesn't let up is your desire to still be pregnant. The lack of fetal movement and kicking are gone. The food aversions or cravings subside. And nausea, if you have any, I I never did, but it usually goes away pretty quickly. You're missing the symptoms of your pregnant body and your life feels so out of control. And here you are left with this body in a state that you weren't expecting it to be without a baby in your arms to show for it. Those extra pounds bleeding for weeks and flabby skin seem like a fair price to pay when you can deliver a healthy baby. But it can be really devastating and lead to body shame, guilt, and self-blame when your pregnancy ends in loss. So many women feel disgusted at the sight of their postpartum lost body and develop an unhealthy body image as a result. There's so much pressure to bounce back after baby to pre-pregnancy weight, and it's not usually talked about in lost mothers. It's just another thing that we're supposed to get right back to normal with, but It causes conflicting feelings because we would do anything to see the scale climbing and experiencing the body changes that pregnancy brings. Some women even admit to keeping on extra weight as an emotional blanket as proof that the baby was actually there. Naturally, the public chimes in with their opinions of how you look. Things like, you don't even look like you were ever pregnant or you look great for what you've been through can add to an already difficult time of accepting what's happened in the aftermath that it left in your body. Your body is yours again, but at what cost? Most grieving mothers don't have it in them, at least for a while, to care much about their appearance and instead only see failure and emptiness. My own battle with my body image lasted for years and sometimes still does. 
But I worked with a coach once who had me look in the mirror completely naked and tell her what I saw. We were on the phone, of course. I saw all of the cellulite sagging, two thick thighs, and my bulging stomach, and the arms that I don't like. They were all staring right back at me in full view. Then she asked me to look again at all of the things this body has done. Then she asked me to look again at all the things this body has done. And that's when my tears started to flow. My body survived childhood trauma, grew five babies, had four C-sections, one hysterectomy, and a colon reconstruction. I am strong. I'm healthy. And I can do anything I put my mind to. My body has carried me to amazing vacation destinations and allows me to be an active participant in my life. It lets me hug my loved ones really tight and be the creative person I'm destined to be. I can change the outward appearance of it. And while I definitely have some battle scars and stretch marks to show for the journey, I'm so grateful for the things my body allows me to do. It just doesn't feel like a failure anymore. How do we forgive when we're so angry with our bodies for letting us down? And what does forgiving even mean? I think the first step is to trust your body. Trust that it did all it could to provide a safe, nurturing environment for your baby. It didn't fail you and it doesn't have the ability to betray you. It's just simply a vessel. But it is a vessel that can produce that rainbow baby you're dreaming of or be more of the loving wife or partner you want to be. Think back to a time when you felt invincible because you ran a race or finished a big home decorating project, or just had a relaxing day at the beach. Tap into the pride and comfort you felt in your body. Trust that your body has gotten you this far. And it's made to heal, protect, and provide resilience and strength for you in every scenario of your life. Start by taking care of your body from the inside. I know, it's the most boring, basic advice but so much of the basics get left behind in a grieving season. So I'm going to go there. Drink the water to start replenishing all the tears that you've cried. Eat some healthy food to help nourish that empty hole in your heart and stomach that's left behind. And if possible, take it outside and look for the beauty in nature. I promise it's there. Can you do the mirror assessment like I did? If you have a C-section scar... Can you see it as something different than an exit wound? Cue the zipper jokes. Those happened a lot in our house. List out all the amazing things that your body has done or survived already in your life. And take a minute to appreciate its resilience. When you look at it from this perspective, the lumps and bumps seem to get a little less obvious. And if you can marvel at the miracle your body is and appreciate all it's gone through, then you can truly be on the path to forgiveness. Try to talk positively to yourself. I follow an amazing weight loss coach, Corinne Crabtree. 
She has a program called No BS Weight Loss. I'll link it in the show notes for you. And her program is all about positive self-talk and how to shift your thoughts. There's no food plan or exercise regimen, yet she helps hundreds of thousands of women lose their weight for good through positive self-talk and by catching themselves in those moments of shitty thoughts. Ooh, a little disclaimer. She's not afraid of some cuss words, like a lot of them. So if that bothers you, you may want to stay away, but I promise if you can hang with it, it's worth it. But can you imagine how much your life would change if you would catch yourself in these moments when you are beating yourself up and were able to just think a different thought? I'll admit this is something I'm still working on, but my self-confidence has been greatly improved by what she teaches. An example that a lost mom could think of would be to switch a thought from, my body will never be the same, to, my body is strong and protected and cared for me through the hardest time in my life. Notice where you're talking negatively about your body or about yourself in general and jot down those thoughts. See where they could be upgraded to some thoughts that would actually be helpful and make you feel better. Another thing that might be helpful is bereavement pumping. This is something I learned about recently, and I am amazed by the women who are able to give this incredible gift to other mothers, especially because of the time of this recording, we're experiencing a nationwide formula shortage. It definitely isn't for everyone. And I am in awe of the dedication and resilience you must need to possess in order to do it. I love that this is a choice for lost mamas now. It wasn't something I ever knew about at the time of my loss or had to make a decision on, so I don't know what I would have done. But if you can do it, it probably is a great option to make peace with your body and feel like your pregnancy served a purpose. Find your people. I guarantee you're not alone. And if you talk to other lost moms, I promise you'll find so many similarities in your feelings about your thoughts about your body. You can join me in my private Facebook page, Navigating Baby Loss, where you can meet other parents and we'll have discussions in a safe space. I'll link it in the show notes. Finding others who are or have been in your shoes is a vital part of recovery. But here's a little warning. Don't stay in a group or engage with people who swirl in negativity. You know the ones. The ones who are in it all the time with some sort of comment that brings everyone down or seeks attention and never seems to have a good day. Healing is not a straight line upward. There will be dips and peaks. But the people that you surround yourself with should have enough positivity to get you out of the dips quicker and celebrate your peaks with you. Forgiveness is a gift you give yourself and those who love you. Can you imagine watching your best friend or daughter or sister hate the body she has and continuously pick out all of its flaws and talk daily about how terrible it is? It would be so terrible and heartbreaking. I always like to use the perspective of how we would view something if someone we love did the same things that we do. 
We're so protective of others and believe so much in them, yet we say, do, and believe the worst things about ourselves. You deserve to feel good in your own skin. Allow forgiveness. Encourage healing. Muster up as much positivity as you can. And be so proud that you're still standing and breathing, following the most unthinkable thing a parent can face. I'm so glad you joined me today. And I hope that this topic helps you. I know it's one that is very close to my heart. It's something that I struggled for a long time with and still continue to work on. And these are the things that I really think do help is trusting your body, taking care of it from the inside, positive self-talk, and surrounding myself with people that are moving forward. I really want to create this community of finding others who are or have been in your shoes and for all of us to connect together and talk about different things. I will pop in there regularly. I will be in the comments. I will provide coaching. I think it's so needed. It's so necessary to have a group that is really positive. I'm a part of several other groups and I'm really not seeing a lot of forward motion. And that's what I hope to bring to this space. So I would love it if you would join me there. I, again, I'll put all the links to everything in the show notes. So check those out. As always, I would love to hear from you and hear any comments that you have on this episode or any ideas that you have for an upcoming episode. And you can reach me on my website at jennifersend.com. Until next time, I am sending you so much love and healing.